You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. What is going on today? Today, today, we have an interview with an, a friend of mine. Yes, an actual friend of mine. So not someone who I've met through any sort of industry or you know some sort of colleague. This is someone who is a friend of mine. Unfortunately, we don't live in the same city, so we don't get to hang out as much as we would like. But he's someone that I've known since back in 2013, right when I started Trip Advice. Right when I started Trip Advice, he was one of the first people uh, that I became new friends with when I started Trip Advice because I was really, <laughs> I was very antisocial for the beginning years of of trip advice. I really wasn't going out meeting anyone, but I met him because there was this trip that if you were Jewish, and if you were Jewish, you probably know about this, you get a free trip to Israel. And I went on this trip. It was like the last year I could do it. And I was like, all right, finally, like I'm 26, got to do this. And went on the trip and I met him and his name is Dave. And he is an actor, producer, a writer in Hollywood. And it's pretty crazy, but he's got an interesting story. He, he's, he's been doing commercials and things like that and acting and writing and producing and making uh, movies. But then he decided to take his skill set and teach people how to be better on camera. Mostly for people, well, maybe for people who are you know, doing things for Hollywood and acting, but also for people who just want to use video for their business. So he teaches people how to be comfortable on camera and specifically how to crush it on camera. He's got a program called crushing it on camera.com. And he's here today to not really teach you how to crush it on camera. But I thought, you know, you got a very interesting and unique skill set that teaches people how to be comfortable and be and tap into their natural selves and how to just relax and be calm under pressure. And I thought that is very much parallel to going out and meeting women and socializing and things like that. So we talk about using some of your personal strengths to attract women because that's what he talks about when he teaches people how to be comfortable in camera, using some of your your strengths and using who you are. So that's what we talk about on this episode. And it's really great. I love this one. I love this interview. Uh, of course, I'm a little biased because he's my buddy, but still it was just really, really enjoyable and I think highly valuable for you as you listen to this episode. I think it's going to help you out a ton. So Dave, I know you're listening. Thanks, man, for coming on and doing this. I know it's not exactly something uh, for people who might want to get your program because I know I have a lot of people on here who do promote their stuff, but he was nice enough to come on. And and if you are interested in crushing it on camera, then you should check out his program. I'll put the the link in the in the show notes so you can check that out. Now, if you are interested in crushing it with women and learning how to get women hooked on you, I know I talk about coaching a lot and coaching is something that's very beneficial, but sometimes coaching is a little bit of a jump for people. It's a big jump. They're not ready to really commit to weekly calls and assignments and homework and they want to do it at their own pace. Well, I've created a course similar to Dave, which is all about being able to meet and attract women. It's called Hooked, which you can get at getherhooked.com. You just go to that URL, or if you don't remember that, which is so easy to remember, just go to the show notes and you'll see getherhooked.com. And it's a full online course that you take and it gives you exercises and tells you how to meet women, how to attract them, how to use all of your best personality traits to become more charismatic and get women interested in you. It works. It's amazing. If you don't believe me, uh, you gotta, because hopefully if you're listening to this for like the 10th time, you know this stuff works, but even more so, just go to getterhook.com and go to the order page. Scroll down. You're going to see a ton of testimonials of people who have gotten the program, who've gotten amazing results. Girlfriends, they've gotten laid, they've been able to date multiple women at once, you name it. It is possible. It is possible for you to tap into that. I teach you my whole TED system, so if a lot of these podcast episodes are a little overwhelming, like there's a lot of information and it's kind of all over the place. That's what the program is for. If you go to the Hooked program, it's going to teach you everything from step one so you can follow it and be able to get results. So check that out, getterhooked.com. And yeah, that's all I got for today. I'm really excited. You guys are going to love this. Check this out. My interview with Dave. Here it is. What's going on, David? Good to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me here. Pumped to be here. 
You know, what's what's funny is I was just thinking about this is so we met in 2014, right? I think so. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Yeah, it was 2014, uh, maybe 2013, right around there. And what's interesting is is we became friends when I was a dating coach. So I have friends from my past who knew me when I wasn't a dating coach. But you have known me ever since I was doing it because right when I started and I was a couple years into it, we met on a birth birthright trip to Israel. And I because I remember because, you know, when I talk to someone who I've known for a long time, such as yourself, I'm always like, oh, yeah, they knew me before. It's like, no, I remember I just started it. And I, I even remember I don't know if you remember this, David, but I remember we were in like we just met and we're at the airport and we were chatting and you said you were an actor and you were working in Hollywood. And I was like, yeah, I'm a dating coach. And we just kind of hit it off. We're like, let's sit next to each other on the plane. Do you remember, do remember that? that. You do remember that? Yeah, dude. Okay. And then, yeah, we sat on the plane. So you were my first friend on that trip to Israel. So it's just cool to have you on the podcast. Thank you. And then our and then our friendship was born. Yes. And then I moved away. And then you <laughs> moved away and uh, I hated you forever. That's right. That's how, that's how it works, guys. That's the magic of birthright. <laughs> that's, that's the magic. It was funny, too, because just a second ago, before we started this episode, you were saying to me, that you were not known as the cool guy, which I want you to continue what you were saying there. But to me, when I met you, and maybe this is something to do with what you're going to say, when I met you, you were probably one of the most charismatic guys on that trip. I mean, probably the most in terms of just personable, easy to talk to. Uh, you know, you made friends with a lot of the girls on the trip. You even, you know, had a little dating situation with one of the girls on the trip. So, I saw you as that way, but it's interesting that you were telling me before we started this episode that that's not how you see yourself, but maybe continue that and then we can, we can go into that, all that stuff. Yeah, sure. So I was quickly saying that like, we've all seen those eighties and nineties, you know, movies like uh, 16 candles or she's all that or whatever. Right. And I realized growing up, all of us wanted to be the cool guy. Right. Like, oh, he's just the one who always gets the girl. And oh, I want to be him. And am I him? And I realized I'm not. I'm just always the best friend who's cracking jokes. And then in the movie doesn't get a girl. He's just the best. He's just the, the he's the side character, the guy who makes you laugh. And that's me. It's who I am. It's literally the roles I get in Hollywood, too. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just who I am through and through. And, and I'm a, I'm dorky. I'm very goofy, um, but I'm funny, and I would hope so. I became a touring stand-up comedian. I better be funny, um, but I kind of realized at a younger age that I just never was going to be that quote-unquote cool guy, and that's okay. I realized that I had a strength, and I had to look for it, and I said, like, oh, wait a minute. I can make anyone laugh. That's pretty powerful. I can make someone laugh when they're very sad and make them feel better. I can make someone laugh to ease the tension in the room when it's awkward when you first meet. Like, that's a powerful weapon, or not even a weapon. I think it's a bad way to say it. It's a powerful tool. And I was like, I'm going to use that to my advantage. That's my strength. So I stopped trying to be this cool guy, this guy I wasn't, the Rico Suave, if you will, the Jake from 16 Candles. I was like, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be my dorky, goofy, charismatic, as you said it, um, trip and make them laugh. And it worked. I suddenly had great friendships coming, which I think is a good thing to say because it's not all about meeting the right girl. Right. Like it was working, just finding friends and people accepting me for me. And then that led to me having the confidence to just talk to women. And it was so much easier. Because I wasn't trying to be this fake person. I was just being myself. And when you're yourself, ugh, it just makes the world so much easier. Yeah, like you owned who you were. And that's, I think that's what made you charismatic is because you weren't nervous anymore. You didn't, or I should say, you didn't care so much anymore. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to be me. And when you tap into that, when you stop caring what people think and you just own who you are and know who you are and 
and you're unapologetic about it, that brings in, I believe, that charisma. Well, yeah, I totally agree. And that's where the confidence came from, right? That's where I suddenly got my confidence because I realized just by being me, I was getting these great friendships, like I said. I was starting to be able to talk to women. Not all of them were interested. That's not like I magically was able to talk to any woman. They'd be like, yes, I want to be your girlfriend. Like that didn't that didn't happen. I still got a lot more no's than yeses. You did get the cutest girl, though, on our trip. That is true. Mm. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like, yeah, I saw her across the across the room and I was like, wow, I am very attracted to her and started talking to her approached her started talking and i didn't try to think oh, i gotta think of a cool line like i can't how do i do this it's like just have a conversation guys hey i'm david i'm uh, going on the trip with you that's what i said <laughs> right it's so so obvious it's just just blatantly saying what exactly is going on and then boom that's it yeah the biggest thing i realized i think with talking to it anyone but we're this podcast about talking to girls but just anyone is just listen. And so it was like, hey, I'm 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 David. I'm going on the trip with you. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Oh, hi, I'm we'll call her Aaron. Um hi, I'm Aaron. Oh, nice, nice to meet you, Aaron. And then we just kind of started talking. Like, are you excited to go on the trip? Not a hard question to ask, guys. I think everyone can think of that. She answered, why she oh, why are you excited? Like, what have you been there before? Like all these just like random questions that you would talk to anyone. But the key was is I was just listening. And so she's telling me what she's interested in. She's telling me what she's most excited for. She's doing all the quote unquote work for me. And so I was just responding, being like, Oh, I've never heard of that. Like I've never been to Israel before. So I've never heard of this statue in Tel Aviv you're super excited to see. Like, what's that? Tell me more about that. And now we're talking about something that she's really interested in and I was interested in learning about too. Like it's, it wasn't hard and I wasn't having to be this different person. I wasn't. And here's the, here's the, the thing that I love about this. I'm talking to her. She's having a great time. I'm having a great time. I'm just being myself and we're connecting. And sometimes I'm just being myself and we don't connect. And that's not a bad thing. I like when that happens because if I'm talking to someone and we're not connecting, and I'm being my natural self, what does that mean? Oh, we're not a good fit. So yeah, I still think you're super attractive. And like physically, I would have loved if we were a good fit, but we clearly aren't. So why would I, me personally, why would I ever want to be with someone that I'm I'm not a good fit with? Of course you wouldn't want that. You're not going to have a great relationship. It's certainly not going to turn into a marriage if that's what you're looking for or anything long-term. So to me, it was kind of like, oh, I just learned in this five minute conversation that we're not the best fit, but I, you're still cool. I might talk to you as a friend, but we're definitely not going to be romantic. Like I right. can't lose. Yeah. You took the, I, I love that. So this is what I try to teach guys is like this idea of you're the chooser. And so you're coming, I like that you're coming from that. You're saying, okay, I'm going up to talk to this girl. Cause I'm initially interested. Let's see if she can hold my attention. Oh, you know what? She doesn't. We're not a match. Yeah. And that's it. That's cool. That's really cool because you're the one who's more in charge. And a lot of guys go into these conversations in the opposite way. So, David, what these guys do is they go in and they're just like, she's pretty. And they just do everything they can to impress her or say the things that would impress her. And it doesn't work most of the time. And they can sense it. Like the women can sense that. Another thing I want to tell you about is so. One of my concepts in my system that I teach guys in terms of helping them with attracting women is this idea of entertainment. And it's the idea that when you're talking to a woman or really talking to anyone, right? So it's it's advice for talking to anyone is that you're entertaining yourself. And what that means is you're having a good time in the process because when you have a good time, what happens is there's a law of state transfer. So the state that you're in, this fun, energetic, happy, having a good time state, that will get transferred over to the woman when you're talking. That just happens when you talk to people. It's like when you go into a room and someone's really sad, you start to feel sad. When they feel happy, you can feel happy. Like you can take on their energy. And so that's the same idea. So I say to guys, go in entertaining yourself and try to have a good time. And that will actually start to make her have a good time 
and then become attracted to you. And so it sounds, the reason why I'm saying this is because this sounds like exactly that. It sounds like you're utilizing that main principle that you're going in, talking about the things you want to talk about, asking the questions you want to ask, having a good time and just enjoying yourself. You also said earlier that you're like this goofy, fun guy and you're just like, I don't care. This is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. So it sounds to me like you're tapping into that by just saying, hey, I'm going to go talk to people and have a good time and see what happens. Do I have that right? Yes. So yeah, totally. Like I go in there and talk about what I want to talk about, you know, to an extent, like I'm not going to go in there and be like, I'm just going to talk about fantasy football. And you know, <laughs> well, yeah, you need a little bit of social awareness. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, I mean, if now, you know, don't get me wrong. If fantasy football comes up because I meet this, I'm at a bar, I guess after COVID, right. I'm at, I'm at a bar watching a football game and there's another, and, and there's a table of girls sitting right next to me and my buddies and a play happens and we're all cheering. Yeah. I might lean over and be like, Oh my God, that was unreal. Or like if they're the opposite team, be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're rooting for the Patriots. Oh, you're so are you a part of the bandwagon? You know, I might like make fun, like goof a little bit, something like that. And yeah, we'll talk about football or maybe fantasy because we're both interested in it. But if she's not interested in it, I'm not just going to be like, well, this is what I want to talk about. Right, right. Yeah, you need to have some of that social awareness to make sure that right. you're not going in there completely doing that or else you're just a robot. Right, exactly. right. So there has to be that balance there. You got to treat it like any conversation you would be having, whether it was with a, um, a woman you're interested in or just a friend you're talking to, right? Like if so, if you're talking, trying to talk to a friend and they're not interested in the conversation, you wouldn't keep shoving it down their throat to talk about it. You'd be like, you'd realize social cue. Oh, we should talk about something we're both interested in. Right. Same. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? Keep key phrase there that we're both interested in meaning don't go up and just talk about the things you think she's going to want to talk about or or just focus in on that you know although i do contradict myself and i am contradicting myself because they're in in one aspect there's something that i that I, i'm curious if you've ever noticed this there's something that i uh, give away for free that uh that helps guys with conversation so it's called chick crack and it's about the topics of conversation that women love and one of those topics is astrology and signs, right? Like, what's your sign? You know, Gemini, Taurus, whatever. So it's interesting, right? It's like, I know that, you know, most guys are probably going to be like, well, Trip, you're saying talk about this. It gets things going. But I don't give a shit about that. Like, I don't want, I don't know what my sign is. I don't care. I don't care what people think about that. Like, yes, understandable. But if you have a hard time with conversation, you might want to use that to just get things going, but sure. you don't have to talk about that for 30 minutes. You can maneuver to other conversation topics that you want to talk about. And so you guys can find some things that you're both talking about where it's still enjoyable for you. Uh, but either way, I'm curious, <laughs> have you ever found that that signs is a is an is a thing that women love to talk about. Like, <laughs> I feel like there's a good comedy bit there or something. I do feel I mean yes, that may definitely made me chuckle because I was like, wow, yeah, a lot of women are into signs. <laughs> they they are actually there, yeah. there was like a study done on it too and it's like i guess like or not a study there, there's some scientific backing i forgot where i read this that said one of the reasons why women are more into it than men are is for whatever reason women are more into um like spiritual type of things like it's just shown that like like, like the whole idea of anything with spirituality like it, for some reason women are, are more interested in that women are and, more in uh, tune with the world yeah yeah and all that stuff and 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 feelings and and you know how things are and it, it's very interesting but i want to rewind a little bit i know we we got into some good stuff here but one of the reasons why i had you on this podcast is because you have a program that you help people with in terms of being comfortable and also killing it on camera it's what is it? Crushing it on camera.com. Yeah, crushing it on camera.com. Yeah. yeah. And while I totally, you know, uh, encourage guys to get that if they're doing something with camera, it's not so much helping people with dating. But when I saw you were doing it, I was like, there's a lot of parallels here. You know, you're teaching people to be comfortable on camera. And I remember when I had to learn that I, I know I've I've helped people who are starting YouTube channels or whatever, be comfortable with, with camera work and 
there's a lot of parallels with that and being comfortable with who you are, talking to a stranger, picking up a girl, having a, a you know, any kind of interaction with someone where you're a little bit nervous. And so I thought I got to have you on because you're teaching that. I feel like all the stuff that you're teaching could absolutely help guys with socializing, social anxiety, meeting women and all that. So, you know, I just think it's awesome. And maybe you can just tell us a little bit about what you teach and how you help people and, and what the program is all about. So guys can kind of get an idea of how some of this stuff can help them. Yeah, sure, man. So, yeah, the name of the program is Crushing It on Camera. And basically what we do is we teach entrepreneurs how to be undeniably awesome on camera, confident on camera, without having to waste tons of time doing a million takes um, by using our Hollywood method. So they can be their natural conversational self on camera. And Basically, what our Hollywood method is, is Abby, my partner, my co, uh, my uh, business partner, Abby and I are actors, writers, and producers in Hollywood. We've been in top TV shows and movies and written scripts, and it's great. We love, we love it. And we've distilled that 20 plus years of experience and knowledge that we have in the industry and have put it into a program where any entrepreneur can leverage that so they can use it for their business to grow their audience and connect with them. Connect being the key word. And really one of the things that we do for them is to make them confident is we give them the proper and the correct prep system. And by having that prep system and doing it correctly, they're able to feel confident in themselves that when they hit that record button or that go live button, because if you know Facebook, everyone goes live nowadays or Instagram, that they know that they're not going to... They're going to be able to say the right things, that they're going to be concise to the point. They're not going to ramble. And they're not going to just say, um, uh, uh, I forget what I'm going to say. Now, how does that relate to <laughs> dating? How does that relate to talking to women? I, Trip knows much more about this than I do with like when I say a prep system. He'll know what that what a prep system for getting ready to talk to a, a woman is, which is, you know, maybe having a couple opener lines like the um, astro astrology stuff and things like that. But by having that prep system, you're able to believe in yourself and be confident. And when you're able, when you're confident in believing yourself, you suddenly tar start talking naturally and conversationally because you're not in your head anymore. You're just, in, uh, uh, you're just present. You're just talking. All of you listening know how to be natural and conversational. It's just when you get in your head and you freak yourself out that you stop doing that. So if you have a system that can get you out of your head, and I have a feeling here this is what Trip is teaching you, then suddenly you're able to be yourself. And there is no one better than yourself. The reason why everyone in business wants to be themselves, if they're selling something, is because people buy based off the trust factor. They have to trust you. There's tons of people out there who sell the same product. I can go buy, I can go get a plumber, you know, pick up, open the phone book, those still existed. <laughs> Google plumber, 30 million are going to come up in my area, right? So why do you pick one? Because you trust them. Someone recommends it. You see a video and you're like, oh yeah, I like this guy, this guy, or this woman. This one, this, this person seems relatable. I resonate with them. They're definitely trustworthy. I'm going to give them a call. Well, it's the same thing. It really is with talking to women and, and getting into a relationship, it's just being your natural self and then connect, seeing if you connect with them. And if you connect with that person, you resonate with that person. You learn to trust them. You learn to like them. You want to get to know more about them. And that's where it's all coming from. That's where the relationship can take off. It's, it's, it's funny because we make it, and I, gee, boy, did I do this. We make it so much more complicated than it really is. And there's people like Trip who then say, let me uncomplicate this for you. And it can be an eye opener because then you realize how in the way you were getting of your own success. I'm curious what you tell people in the program that will make them feel less in their head and more in the moment and not so caught up with there's a camera on me right now. Yeah. 
So the main thing is for us, and you can see, you can say, Trip, how this relates to, to you, is we say it's not about you. It's about them. So what's your why? Why are you, for my, for my clients, why do you want to get on camera? Why do you want to, well, I want to, you know, share my value and I want to like help people and, and let them um, know that I can teach them and let them learn. And so they can become better what they want to do and achieve their dream, whether that's to buy a new home or to, you know, get a new car or move to a warmer climate, whatever it is. Okay. So when you get on camera, you need to think about that. Not that there's a red light staring at me. And that helps them to get out of their head and start realizing they're being selfish. And it's not about them. It's about the other person. And how I kind of relate that to talking with women is that, again, and Tripp and I have already been talking about this, like, it's not just about you. You're talking to another. Like, yes, you want to talk to that woman in hopes of maybe getting her number and you're able to go on a date and see where that goes. But it's not just about you. There's another human being that you are interacting with. And you have to make them feel comfortable and you have to make them feel connected and have them enjoy the conversation. How do you do that? You listen to what they're saying. They're going to tell you exactly what they want to talk about and don't want to talk about. <laughs> That's what a conversation is. It's interesting because, yeah, I, I, this is exactly why people get nervous, right? Is they're all in their head only thinking about them. And that's what guys, get, you know, so they're they're basically... It, it, it's it's it, it gets a little deep. So basically, it's you know you you go up to a girl, and so the fears with guys is I'm afraid what she's going to think about me. I'm afraid what the people around me are going to think of me. I'm afraid of all these things. Me 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 me. And what I say to guys is, don't forget that all these other people that are around you that are listening to you or the you know especially the girl that you're talking to that's another human being with her own set of emotions that's experiencing the situation just like you are so you are assuming automatically that you have low value that everyone's going to be watching you thinking about you and yeah they might be but we're all mirrors of each other and we're all just relating it back to ourselves so you know, it's not just always about you. You know, people are thinking and having their own thoughts about themselves in the interaction too. So if you go up to a woman and start to talk to her, you're just assuming that you're the only one who's nervous and you're putting on this show. And it's like, no, there's another woman experiencing this also. What makes it so that you can say that she's not also nervous or thinking about what she should say next or how to react to you? You're just thinking... You're creating basically this this other element in your head, projecting it onto the woman. That's this thing that's just judging you and thinking all about you, 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 which is not true, right? And, and so that's how I would I would relate what you're saying and yeah. helping people on camera to this situation of of approaching and talking to women or being on a date. So, yeah, I think that's great. And there's two things I want to say. So one is. You got to have a good mindset going in. I actually learned this just through my business. I have a mentor that I work with who's been helping me just, you know, with sales and, and things like that. I never really felt comfortable with it. And and I, he gave me this advice and it was really good. And I've been applying it just to life in general. And it was a mindset thing. He was like, you know, if you're going on these sales calls and you have this mindset of I'm not going to close. You are not going to close. Period. End of story. You don't even believe you're going to close. So why should the person you're selling to believe you? Why should they want to work with you? You don't even believe it yourself. But if you go into that mindset of, I'm closing this person. I'm 100% closing with the person. I believe in myself. I'm going to overcome every objection. You have a much, much better chance of closing that person. You probably will. And not all of them, period. And, you know, that otherwise we'd all be filthy rich in sales. <laughs> You'd close every person. But I started applying that towards life. Yeah, if I'm going into someone with a negative attitude, this isn't going to work out. I'm going to go hit on this girl and she's going to reject me. You're correct. She's 100% going to reject you because you don't believe in yourself. So why should she? 
And but you subconsciously people, just start doing the things that you know are not going to work. Like you'll just you, when you th- you're correct. Like you'll if you think that way, you're going to end up stepping into that. Well, it is a hundred percent. You're going to start doing things subconsciously, like you just said, that you're not aware of, and you're just going to be oozing out this do not <laughs> you do not want to continue talking to me vibe, and you have no one to blame but yourself. If you don't believe in yourself. They're not going to believe in you either. I'm 100%. telling you to start believing in yourself. And I know Trip believes in you because he wouldn't be doing this otherwise. And now you believe in them. So now there's two people already on your side. I totally I, listen. If this dorky guy who did theater in high school, and I did sports too, but the dorky guy who did theater in high school can, um, you know, pick up women and then. And, and, and have great relationships you can too yeah no it's it's true i remember this reminds me of a time in college it was like my i would say sophomore junior year so right in the middle of college and i was not a very confident guy i mean at all but i had friends who were like that and i remember this one moment that for some reason so many experiences at the bars and going out you know, this one just always sticks out to me. And it was with one of my friends, super confident guy, super confident guy. I remember we were at the bar. He looked at a girl and he goes, whoa, she's cute. Like, I want her like, like almost. I mean, I don't remember the exact words, but it was kind of one of those Wayne's World moments. Like she will be mine. Oh, yes, she <laughs> yeah. will be mine. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I remember Lo and behold, like right after he said that to me, went over to her, started talking to her. And I don't know, a couple of weeks later, they were in a relationship. And it was just like, what? Like, really? Like, wow. I was like almost angry. I was like, he, I can't believe he could just do that. And what you're saying now reminds me of that. It's like he had that confidence and also that like, yeah, this is what I want. I'm going after it. So it was like that combination of that's what I want. I want it. It will be mine. I will do the things. And I know that I have a great chance of being able to get it because this is what I'm doing. This is what I want. It's like pure confidence right there. Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, you're not going to just, you can't just, you know, do that and it's magic and you get, you know, everything you want in life and you close every sale and every woman and, and land every, you know, role in Hollywood, but your chances a hundred percent will increase. Right. It's like it will get to a point where you will have more chances with what you want because of that attitude. I guess the question is, and this is I'm curious to hear about this from you, David, is. You know, I I can hear a guy saying like, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't have any successes, you know, and I get it. Like when you don't have any past successes, you didn't you know, land any roles, you didn't close any sales, you haven't been on any dates, maybe you're a virgin, whatever it is. Where do you get that confidence from? I mean, I have ideas and I've, I've, I've spoken about them on the podcast, but what do you tell people when they're like, well, you know, how do I crush it on camera if I've never crushed it on camera before? Like, how, how, how do I do this? How do I get to that point where I'm feeling confident when I've had zero successes with this? Yeah, sure. So to me, and I, I think this is always going to turn into a sales pitch for trip, but I don't mean it like this. Like for me, it's like, I don't know how to do something. I don't feel like I know how to do it. Okay. I'm going to go find someone who does know how, and they're going to show me because then I know the right process to do it. And when I have that and I know what I was doing wrong and now I know the right way, well, the world just got a lot easier for me. And I really mean that. And I, and I use that in all aspects of my life. Like with Tom Brady, Tom Brady's like, I want to be an elite. And by the way, I'm a Jets fan, so I hate Tom Brady. I mean, I respect him, but I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tom Brady's like, I want to be elite NFL quarterback. I want to be one of the best of all time, right? That was his dream. He wasn't like, cool, I'm just going to go in the backyard and throw the football over and over and over until I get good. No, he never would have made the NFL, let alone become a Hall of Fame quarterback that is considered one of the best of all time to play the game, arguably the best to play the game. No. You had to get mentors. You had to get coaches. You need to do this. If you have three 400-pound guys running at you, it would be you need to throw the ball 60 yards. You need to do this with your hips. You need to do that. You got to do all these things. And he was taught how to do it properly. And then he practiced that the right way. 
And here's the thing to remember. Practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. And if you're practicing the wrong way, you're not going to have the results you want. But if you're practicing the right way, you will get the results you want. And so how do you learn the right way? Well, if you don't know them, that's not, that's okay. Find someone who does and let them teach you. Right. That's one of the reasons why whoever is listening right now is listening to this podcast, right? That's taking the first step and saying, I don't know about this. Let me find out how to do this better. You know, let's listen to podcasts. Let's hire coaches or mentors. You know, let's get the help we need. And then, yeah, that second step, which is yeah. huge, is is that practice part and putting it in. Listen, I, I, I'll, I'll put it to my business. I wanted to scale my business, my crushing it on camera business. Um, Abby and I were like, okay, we know how to do it to a certain point, but I really don't know how to go past this point. I've never done it before. We hired someone. We paid a crap ton of money for it. A, a lot. More than I've ever done in my life. And we've already paid that back and have scaled our, scaled our business a ton. I, I'm just exceeding my expectations. I would never have done that. I've never been able to done, do that if I didn't um, if I didn't seek the mentorship and, and um, uh, the guidance of someone who's done it before. Because he was able to say, like, do this and don't do that. I made these mistakes too. This is, didn't work. Just do this. It, made just, it just simplified it. It made it so much easier. And I had the confidence because I was like, I know what I'm doing is right. So now let's just put it to work and eventually it's going to work. Because if other people are able to do it using this process, why can't I? Like, it's just literally statistically it has to work for me if I'm doing the same thing that other people are doing and doing it correctly. And it's the same thing with talking with women and being able to get into a relationship. Yeah, I mean, listen, that is another great point is that fact. I mean, I'm one of those people who never thought it could happen, and it did. Fact, people all around the world are learning this stuff, implementing it, and it's working, right? So there has to be, that has to say something there. So, you know, there's that one quote, what one man can do, another can do. And it's true. So there is almost a confidence in that. And a lot of guys are going to say, you know, well, that's them, but I'm different. You're not. Okay. You're not. You're really not. You're not unique. Yes, everyone has their own set of problems. Okay, maybe there's some exceptions for people, very, very specific problems. But at the end, at the end of the day, most guys are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And you can absolutely learn this stuff, practice this stuff, implement this stuff, and get results from it. it it's possible. And that there's confidence in that. If you're trying to get good at something where you're like, well, no one's really gotten good at this, or this is some sort of innovative whatever, different story. But this is not. This has been yeah. done. And, you know, you are you you are unique to an extent, right? Like in the sense of your there's something like for me, my uniqueness is I can make people laugh. And some of you might be listening and be like, I wish I could make people laugh. I, I'm not that'd be so easy. So it's easy for you, but I'm not able to do that. Totally hear you loud and clear. But you have something about you that is a strength. You just do. You might not think it because you're down on yourself. But there is not a person in the history of the world who hasn't had some sort of strength. You're not different. (laughs) Like, you're not that special anomaly that doesn't have anything good about them. It just doesn't exist. So find what that strength is. Look what it is. Maybe it's that you are a ferocious reader and that you love certain things they're talking about. You're very wise or you're a history buff. There are plenty of women out there, my girlfriend being one of them, who loves history. Man, if you approached my girlfriend, started talking about books and history, I would I would fear you. Like I'd be like, I need to get my girlfriend away from this guy. <laughs> this is what she loves to talk about. Right? Like, it doesn't matter what you're into. I'm into Dungeons and Dragons. I can think of 10 girls off the bat who are in, that I know who are into Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you all have strengths. Use them. I like that. And, and I want to say this. Based on what you're saying, you're 100% right. What I was saying is you're not. So, yes, you are unique in your personality and who you are. But you're not unique in your problems. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the point, right? Is like everyone's listening. You all have the same issues, which means that they are 
issues you can overcome. And then what this whole episode's all about is exactly that, right? Is what you're saying. You have that unique thing about you. There's something different about you. Mm-hmm. And and you can you can play off of that, right? The thing is, is it, it's interesting you mentioned like the Dungeons and Dragons thing. And and I've met guys just in my whole history, not saying like when I've been a dating coach or anything like that, but who have been, you know, really into some of those like nerdy games that you might consider nerdy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that that is nerdy about the person, but I've met people, some people who are, you know, really into that, you know, into that world or whatever it is, but they're not, they're not relatable in terms of like, when I talk to them, I'm not not looking for someone who's charismatic, but they're just not aware of what's happening in a conversation. They're not being aware of what it means to be social with someone. So like I've met a handful of people who are really into that and they're just not like, we're not speaking to each other. Like, I don't even know who I'm talking to. It's like almost robotic because yeah. I don't know, maybe they're just so into that world. that They have not socialized enough or they have, even though I think that is more of a social game, but still, you know, they're not aware of the person that's standing in front of them. Like they're not, they just haven't had that practice, but I've also met guys who are into super nerdy things, and I'm also into super nerdy things. I'm into nerd. They're more aware of the conversation, and and they're. Does that make sense? I'm trying to think of, oh, a, oh, a, a, of a way sense. to say this. Well, no, it makes complete sense because what you're basically saying is social awareness. You you just like it's okay to. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier, right? Like it's okay to be into Dungeons and my buddy Max Mac loves Dungeons and Dragons. So one of my best friends. He's recently engaged. Such as to a beautiful, smart, uh, charismatic woman. Like she hates Dungeons and Dragons. Like she has, she's, but that she, that's Mac's thing. And she's like, okay, go do your thing. I don't care. Like it's his differences is that Mac is a sociable guy, right? He can read the social cues and it's like, he wants to, ex- he loves Dungeons and Dragons and wanted to share that with his, uh, at the time girlfriend now fiance. Right. And so he would talk to her about it and share things and she was interested into it a point and was like okay let's talk about something else and he would be like yeah i can read that let's move on talk about something that she wants it's you just got to be able to as, as a comedian i would say read the room and if you're not able to read the room you feel that you struggle with that then hire someone who's going to help you with that right. and i don't mean that in like a like a sales pitch like blah, blah, blah. i just mean like just do that like you have a problem there's people out there who can fix it do it if that's what you want. And that's what's going to make you happy. It's a big lesson I had to learn myself. It's why I was willing for the business to put down all this money. And I don't mean, and I, again, I didn't have it. And it, it wasn't like a, Hey, check me out. I'm doing this. Like, Hey, hey, hey. no, it was because I really, I wasn't going to be happy unless I overcame this problem and I couldn't do it on my own. I needed help. That's and cool. cool. what's, what's important about that too, is you might not know you might. So because you don't have that social awareness, that also might mean you're not aware of some of your flaws or the things that you're right. doing that's not making you sociable. Wow, this got really meta. <laughs> you're not, aware, you're not aware of your awareness. But it's, um, important. it's important to know because, you know, whether it's trip, someone else entirely, um, it, if that person knows what they're doing, they've been through it before, they've lived it before, they've learned what's good, what's good, they have this, they're going to be able to help you with that. And then that's not a problem for you anymore. Now, now you have your strengths. Yes, exactly. And um, one thing I actually wanted to touch on, if you don't mind, I want to backtrack. You mentioned something about like, because this was like, was a big pain point for me, which was when I would approach, you know, um, women at a bar or or some public place and I want to talk to them. I I would chicken out a lot because she was surrounded by other people. And I was just like, I don't want to fail in front of these dudes or in front of the, her friends or these girls. And like, they're going to laugh at me or like, it's going to be really embarrassing and my whole world's going to end, right? Like, I think I think everyone listening right now, including Trip, can relate to that. I think totally. that was a big, big pain point for me. And I would honestly see these guys approach her that I was like, man, that guy is like nerdier than me. Or like, oh, man, he's a, he has no chance. I can't believe like – and the woman would be having a great time with him. I'd be like, what? How did he do that? Like I could get her, he can't, and I realized I was just, I was just making it all about myself, and it was all my insecurities 
and he just had the confidence to go up to talk to her. And women just love that. And because of that, he was able to, you know, get a girl's number and who knows what happened after that, but he was able to do that. And I wanted that confidence and I was so upset. And I realized, so I started off in this industry as an actor, writer. I started off as a stand-up comedian living in New York City, playing the comedy clubs there and then traveling around, opening for bigger names. And as a stand-up comic, you deal with a lot of hecklers, trolls, whatever you want to call them, right? And I had to learn how to overcome them. Because if you're a stand-up comic, there's just no way you're not not going to have a heckler or a troll. And I was petrified of them. I was so scared. You know, on stand-up, you have to try. You can't really... I can write a joke and say I think this is funny and I can prepare it. But I don't know if it's funny until I get in front on a stage in front of 100 plus people and they either laugh or they don't. I can't like test it out besides looking in the mirror. And it's kind of the same with walking up to women and trying to have a conversation with them. You can practice in the mirror all you want, but you don't know if it really works until you do it. And it's usually in front of people. That's super scary. And Dave Chappelle, in my opinion, is the best comedian of all time. Um, but Dave have Chappelle- I have to agree with you. Yeah, I just yeah. absolutely love him. Amazing. And, and he said something very, I was watching an interview with him. And he said something so interesting. He started stand-up when he was like 14. And they were asking him about bombing, which is like, you know, when I was a comedian, if I'm telling a joke and I do a whole set, like 10 minutes long or whatever, and just no laughs, that's bombing. And that's happened before. It happens to every comedian, including Chappelle. And they said, you know, how did you, like, what was a pivotal moment for you in stand-up where you started seeing your success? What was that, what was that switch? And he goes, I'll tell you what it was. It was right after I bombed. He goes, my worst, and I'm paraphrasing here. My worst fear was bombing. I was so scared of it. And then I had a big bomb in front of a big room. Not a single laugh. I was just up there just sweating bullets. No one, no one was into it. And then I got off stage. I felt awful. I felt miserable. I was just like, oh my God, my world is over. I'm never going to be a comedian. Oh my God. And he goes, then I thought about it. Okay, I just bombed. My biggest fear in front of a huge room. What's different? And then he goes, well, I don't know. Uh, My parents still love me. I still have friends. They want to still hang out with me. I still like comedy. I still want to do it. And then he goes, and I realized literally nothing changed. My world did not implode. I was fine. My ego was a little bruised. And then it was like, okay, so let's fix these jokes and make them better. So the next time I go out, they laugh. And if they don't, I'll fix it again. Until the, So the next time I go out after that, they laugh. And that's when he said I became fearless on stage because I wasn't scared anymore. Because what's the worst of the hap- that thing that could happen? They don't laugh? Okay. That's it. I realize I, my life is the exact same. It's just they didn't laugh. And I'll go fix that problem and come back until they do. And he goes, that moment I realized that was a pivotal moment for me. Because I became fearless, and when I became fearless, I started doing things on stage I would never do, and that's my career exploded. That wow. the audience related to me, and that was a huge thing for me, because I, as a comedian, I was just like, oh my god, yes, because it was my biggest fear. And it's the same with in real. It was a pivotal moment for me because I realized I was doing it in real life too, talking with women, finding that job, just anything. That's it's a real thing. I was afraid of what the trolls or the hecklers or whatever the other people watching would think. And the second I realized it literally won't change my life at all, it will just bruise my ego for a little bit, but my life doesn't change at all. Guess what I started doing? Walking up to women and trying to have conversations with them. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't, but I didn't go home at the end of the night, sad and upset at myself for not even trying. And I used to do that. I would go home and be like, just think of that girl from across the room that I made eye contact with. And I was too scared to walk up to her. And that would eat me inside. I'd be like, I can't believe I didn't even, I didn't even try to talk to her. But I don't have that feeling anymore. Because I always walk up. Well, now I'm in a relationship, so I don't walk up to that girl. <laughs> I have the girl. But I never had that feeling again. Because I would walk up to that, that woman and try to talk to her yeah i mean basically 
in a in a short way of saying it, you realized you had nothing to lose. I had nothing. My life wouldn't change one bit. Here's the thing, though. By not, I'm actually going to rephrase that. By not talking to her, my life didn't change a bit. By talking to her, my life could change a ton. The possibilities could be she we bond. I get her number. We go on a date. We like each other. We keep going on more dates. The possibilities open. The doors all become unlocked. I don't know what will happen, but the doors become unlocked. But if I stayed in my afraid zone, if I stayed in my I'm too scared to go talk to her, well, then nothing. You know, I had to... I had to accept being sad and lonely. Right. I didn't want to do it anymore. Love it. David, that was awesome. I completely agree with all that. That is a great perspective on how you look at failure and opportunity and making things happen. And you are correct. You know, it is... It is, and it's so much more painful when you when you don't take the shot. You know, like if Dave Chappelle were to, you know, not go back up again. Instead, he used that and he turned it all around, and then became one of the greatest, if not the greatest, comedian of all time. So, you know, and he had to learn that. What's cool is you might also learn that. You know, I'm talking to the person listening right now. You might also learn that as you go through this process on your own. But hopefully, what David said here fast forwards it a little bit for you you know what i mean it makes it a little bit faster to just realize now that it's just so much more worth it to to go after it to do it to to take the leap and it's just so much worse off for you if you don't try because you're gonna mess up things are gonna happen but that's just part of the process david thank you so much for being on the podcast it was great having you on i love being able to have friends on and it's just so cool to to have you here you know, I think that there might be some people who could be interested in using your program for whatever they may. So you want to just talk about it for a minute and tell them where they could find it if they're interested in learning how to be better on camera? Sure. Yeah. If some, if you're looking uh, to be more confident and undeniably awesome on camera and so you don't have to waste time doing the million takes and you can be natural and conversational, you can find us at crushingitoncamera.com. And You'll see the stuff there and we'll go from there. And we have a free Facebook group, if that's something you're interested in, called Confidence on Camera for Entrepreneurs. It's okay if you're not an entrepreneur, but that's just what we call it. <laughs> so, yeah, we would love to help you. Check it out. And Trip, thank you for having me on. I mean, you know I love you, so it was exciting to do this with you. And I think you're doing great things. And to anyone listening, like, I know it's corny, but I totally believe in you guys. Uh, if I can do it. Uh, you can, and, and everyone says that all the time, but there's a reason everyone says that. Like, like, like Trip said earlier, we're not, we're all the same in that sense. If, if one human can do it, the rest of us can do it. So go out there and, and believe in yourselves because, uh, Trip and I believe in you. Hell yeah. Awesome. What he said, what he said. I agree. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for being here. Great words of wisdom. And, uh, yeah, just thanks for being on. Talk to you soon. Later, bud.